buttons over here that would help hello everybody and welcome to the live reality game survivor 42 episode 11 breakdown i am not your typical her i'm not your typical host i'm naomi i'm replacing kirk uh kirk is off jet setting around the world i think or just playing another lrg so i'm here with three of my favorite college survivor uh participants let's say sorry Ian. uh but we have some of the fantastic players and production members from Survivor Michigan. Ian, editor of many a season and just, I would say, one of the public speaking voices of Survivor Michigan at this point in time. Uh, Ian, how's it going? Welcome back. It's going well. It's going well. Enjoying this season of uh, Survivor and um, still working hard at work on the next season of Survivor Michigan. So yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing these days. Yeah, man. Stop answering people on Discord and get to editing. Come on. Um, we also have a uh, cast member from Survivor Michigan All-Stars and Season 2, a production for 3 and 4. We have Sam. Sam, how are you doing? Howdy. I am doing wonderful. So so much better than I was before. I, the moments after after Drea went home is so unfortunate. And now I'm here with some wonderful friends on the wonderful LRG podcast. I, I don't know if it can get any better. Uh, it, it, you've emotionally recovered, and I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, and another amazing player from Survivor Michigan 3 and All-Stars, and also from production from Season 4, we have Dr. Will. Will, how is it going? How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. You know, just uh, keeping it real. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. I was still now working. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, guys, I, I won't ask any All-Stars spoilers. It's fine. But we're going to talk about episode 11, everything Survivor 42. Um, and what a great episode to talk about because there is so much in this episode. It's actually kind of insane. Um, so I just want to start off. Did you guys expect the do or die twist this episode? I know it was like kind of teased, but uh, did you think it was going to come back at all? Yep. I figured that all the twists from 41 were going to come back again, so I wasn't that surprised. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like the way I was kind of dreading it, to be honest. So I was like, okay, this, this, everything is kind of repeated 41 so far, as far as these twists go. A lot of a lot of good, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of great ways this season has played out. Where I'm just like, please not to do or die. Please not to do or die. I know it's coming, but I don't want it to come. But, you know, nobody got eliminated from it, so it's fine. I'd be much more upset if, you know. Oh my God. I, I'm convinced that they're. I'm convinced they're rigging it. That it's not really do or die. It's just it's whoever they're going to make sure the person always survives. You know, but they're just doing it to try and juice those TV ratings. <laughs> yeah, some, um, I mean, we were talking music. before the show started that what this is like a one in nine shot that this would happen two times in a row that they would pick the correct box and then go with their gut and not switch. It like really is defying probability at this point. <laughs> It's absurd. And if it happens next season, then you know it's, <laughs> it, then you know Survivor's rigged. For sure. Especially you know. the Monty Hall problem. I'm sure everyone's going to be mm -hmm. tweeting about it tonight, but like last season, everyone was saying, do you switch or do you not switch? This season, everyone's saying, do you switch or do you not switch? Um, and both times, nobody switched and uh, th they were fine. I mean, I am not good at math. I don't understand any of the odds of it, but I know that that is also pretty crazy that sticking your gut keeps you safe uh do you guys sam do you agree that it's potentially rigged i feel like ian may be going out of yeah. here but maybe he's got some truth i don't know it. i was definitely noticing at one point jeff like there's the three like boxes and he was like 
that like one of them has fire and like two of them don't. And I was like, I wonder if like is Jeff like in a little bit of like I don't know subconsciously like he's trying to do like the magic the right one. Yeah, like like he's yeah. an America's Got Talent yeah. magician, like trying to get you know someone to pick the right box that he. Yeah, yeah it did kind of cut the- weird there. I feel like he kind of like he he did kind of like smack the box really fat and fast, and I feel like the camera kind of like changed angles or something. It just didn't seem totally natural. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. You never know. I'm not one for conspiracy theories, though. <laughs> I I do wonder, like, with some of those things, though. Like, I I think also of the um, uh, what's that? What's that twist with the die? Whatever the the shot the shot in the dark. None of them have worked yet, but like you, but like the way that it's done is like they put something in a box and like we don't really see what happens and then like Jeff comes out later with a paper and it's like dude they should roll a giant like, dice they should roll a giant dice that would be a lot better that would be okay. great so uh, so i only found this out because i did an episode of my podcast that's coming out later uh with alex brizard who's going to be in the circle and he is a fan of the shot in the dark but the reason it's called it, it it's a sh- it's a die that you don't roll because it's just a 1 in 6 chance so, like, the size of the die are supposed to represent that you have one in six chances. It's insane. It makes no sense. I agree, Ian. They should just have one big dice back at camp yeah. that you have to, like, pick up and bring with you and then just throw it in yes. front of everybody. That'd be <laughs> hilarious. Or even better, I said, was it should be a dice that you throw it into the fire or something. Or you roll the dice and yeah. it's all blank. And then whatever side it comes up, you put it in the fire and it, like, burns through and reveals whether or not you, like, live or die somehow like it, you, you want like, like a it, gender reveal party on survivor like I, yeah something <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that so something into a fire and it turns a different color like yeah yeah like it i like the visual the idea fire or something like, like yeah they should find like a radioactive isotope that has like a one in six chance of decaying <laughs> yes. into a gamma ray that will kill that's you. exactly they should invent a new element just for this survivium propsium Propsidium. Survive Vivium. That's it. Survive Vivium. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't dislike these twists as much as everyone does. Like, I'm going to speak a little bit for like the youth, you know, the younger generation. Like, you guys, you guys, yeah, you guys all watching Survivor, you know, for like 15, 20, 30 years in some cases, you know, you've watched every single season, whatever, whatever. I only started watching Survivor, you know, a couple of years ago. And I'm young, you know, and the way you guys sound, it sounds like when I criticize superhero movies, I'm always like, oh, superhero movies, they're not good, you know, nowadays. It's just action, you know, it's just whatever the young people want to see. And then other people are like, oh, you know what? It doesn't bother me because I just go to it to watch a good movie. And I go and I enjoy it. I don't care about the plot. I don't care if it makes any sense as long as there's drama and action. But that's how I feel watching Survivor. Does it make sense? No. Like, it would, is it g- good for the strategy or whatever? No. But I'm not, if I played the game, would I hate it? Sure. But I'm not playing the game. I'm watching the show. And on the show, very dramatic. Going into it, oh, is Lindsay going to win? Is she going to lose? It made the challenge really, really dramatic. Like, mm-hmm. that's good TV. I'm sorry. That's good TV. You might not like it. It's good TV. That's what I think. That's a good point. Um, uh, Sam, I want to know, do you agree with Lindsay's decision to play knowing of course, Jonathan's going to play. Yeah. If you were in Lindsay, I mean, you've done what you did. I feel like I definitely would do what she did. I was really saying it. I actually watched the episode with my parents. Um, I was just like, <laughs> literally like I, if I was there, like I would definitely 100% be playing this just because like, you don't want to be the person that goes home because like you didn't you know, when like the thing about Rhea is probably thinking like, damn, I wish I would have played the challenge. Maybe she would have 
had to do the do or die if she um, had, but like, you don't want to have regrets that like, Oh, I got voted off because I, and I didn't even decide to do the immunity challenge. Like I think especially of the challenges where people have like dropped out to get, you know, pizza or whatever, like you have to regret if you get voted off that episode, there needs to be some part of you that regrets like, Oh, I could have prevented this by at least competing and like, at least like seeing what happened. Mm -hmm. I understand the strategy for not doing it, but I think I get, I definitely like I'm on the side of like, I, I get a lot of respect for Lindsay doing it just because like, I mean, it's a, it's a risky move, but she probably also assumed that at least one other person would do it and that she would be able to outlast them. Like, I, I feel like I would be able to do it knowing that like, okay, if I feel like I can outlaw, outlast one other person, then like, I'll be fine. Like, I didn't expect them to be the only two people that did it is, is the thing. I don't totally get it though, because from my perspective, it was like, I felt like Lindsay was playing because she wanted to make sure that Jonathan didn't win. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's yeah, like, yeah. she knows that she has a good relationship with Jonathan. I mean, she's getting sick of him as an ally because he's really bossy, you know, and he like talks over her and stuff all the time. But like at the same time, like she knows that he trusts her. So why would she want to put her neck out there on the line just to be the one that knocks him off of the pedestal. I mean, in a worst case scenario where he wins, it's like she's still in good with the person who won. So I feel like she made a really bad move by playing in the game, in the challenge. That's a good point. Ian, it, I, it I, was dramatic. I, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but what about Lindsay's choice? Like the, the optics of it? I agree. I agree with Will. I think that I feel like it was a bad decision. I feel like what Sam's saying though, like it comes down for me. I think I'm somewhere in the middle because it seems like it depends on what you think the dynamics are, you know, like what kind of challenge it is. Like if you're like, if you haven't been doing so well in the challenges, you know, and you see this as a physical kind of challenge, then I definitely wouldn't do it if I didn't think it was a challenge I could do well at, you know, and I feel like most of the other people knew that Lindsay and Jonathan were kind of the only ones who might win this anyways. So in that case, it's kind of like, what's the point of you going for it? If you're, if you don't think you even have a chance to win. And I feel like, realistically only one of the two of them was going to win it so but that's almost more of an argument for why Lindsay shouldn't have done it because she could have maybe reasoned that no one else was going to do it and again yeah like jonathan i don't even think she should have wanted him out honestly like he's not going to yeah. win at the end you know that for a yeah. fact so like what are you afraid of he's never going to vote you out he'll like probably take you to the end and you can just like crush him honestly like i feel like Lindsay's ideal final three is probably like jonathan and like Marianne or Romeo, honestly. So like she should yeah. probably still want him in the game. It's a good point. And I also think, so at, at, something that I heard from the episode that I kind of have like a, a quibble with is what Probes was saying, which is that the do or die helps a person who's on the bottom, which I think is total no. bullshit. And I think that it's totally made up. Like yeah, the idea that like someone like Romeo wants to play a challenge to lose it, to basically lose the opportunity because you can't play an idol. <laughs> like you, it's insane. It's so insane. I was curious hearing him say that. Um, yeah. You'd have to be so far on the bottom, so far on the yeah. bottom. And be terrible at challenges no too. no chance of yeah. winning the challenge at all. You have no chance of getting anyone on your side back at camp. And right. you're willing to take a one in three shot at immunity. Like that, that is how far on the bottom you have to be. Strange. You know, I it doesn't make that definitely it does not help I, you on the bottom, really. I feel like I it, in this it's just interesting how it played out so much differently in season 41, though, where like I feel like half the people, if not more than half the people, competed. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I thought that at least like 
four people played it. It last was at time. least three. I'll look it up right now, but it was three. definitely three. Yeah. Like I was just like assuming that like more people would do it. And like I feel like if I was in that position, I would have also thought like, oh, most people are probably gonna do this. Like I, I you make a good point about like because of how dominant Lindsay and Jonathan are, that like other people would be afraid of not doing it. It's like in the like scenario the... that like everyone's more balanced in their challenges though, then like people I feel like you, people would be more likely to thinking like, oh, I could win this. I think that this season happens to have people that are at the top that are just like so much better at challenges than the rest, which makes it like a different dynamic kind of. Yeah. And, and also seems like the social dynamic is kind of strange in that like everybody really thinks they're just like in really good. And then suddenly one day they're just done. And like, 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 yeah, like Drea, I feel like up to this point, I never even heard anyone even mention going after or Mike. And in this episode, it was just like, all right, like, Dre is done yeah. basically. Like, I was just like, what? Like, where did they even come from? Honestly, it's like every time that yeah. you step out into the spotlight to like try to make a big move, you're immediately um, a target after that. Yes. Uh, Austin says, anyone else is utterly flabbergasted as I am. Happy to welcome Dre <laughs> into the seventh place Always. icons club. Hi, Austin. Up, Austin. I, we'll, we'll get to it, I think, a little bit. But I, I think it's so funny that, like, Probes is like, oh, this will save someone on the bottom. And, like, Romeo, someone who is, like, very, very clearly in no power, literally votes against the majority this episode, mm-hmm. is would never think about taking it. it, <laughs> no. it it's really bonkers to me. Now, oh, is he I, the one who voted for Mike? Yes. So, it's yeah. Drea uh, had two okay. votes. She had an extra vote. And then Romeo was the additional vote for Mike. Um, now, I'll also, I want to sort of propose this. What happens if Lindsay doesn't do it? And Jonathan just wins immunity because everybody else says, no, I don't want to yeah. compete. Like, is that kind of ruining the idea of competing, competing for immunity? I definitely, I, I would is feel like, just, I was like, wow, that was lame. I would just think like, okay. I mean, I guess it would just eliminate the, it would just eliminate the do or die advantage. And then all of a sudden it's just like a normal episode, but <laughs> I don't know. Or does he have to do the do or die advantage? Because he's the first one to drop out of the challenge, technically. <laughs> he uses yeah, it by himself yeah, right. until he drops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first one to drop, Jonathan. Tough. Yeah. He's, he's both safe and completely... completely well, he's safe. It he's safe. Make no, no, no. He's, that point, he's they? safe in the sense that he actually can't be voted out. But he could still be lose the do or die and be instantly out like he's immune from getting votes but if he loses the do or die he's still out of the game basically (laughs) it's how it works oh it's called it's called immunity without safety it's a whole new thing they've added this season actually you can check it out safety oh my god um i i have to say that like the do or die so last season five people competed so it was a little more tense and I'm pretty sure Deshaun just like had, you know, it was that challenge where you're holding the balls like on the, th- and he just went like, and it was over in like a second. Where this was, I think, yeah, a much better game. challenge to mm-hmm. do this for. Although I also think yeah. that it like dissuaded certainly some people who were maybe not as physically strong from participating. But I think we've seen all season, the pro- we've seen all season, like everybody drops out and then it's just Lindsay and Jonathan left. So, yeah. Is there any is there any challenge you would rather see this be introduced as a part of maybe like a puzzle or like a Samotion, like something that is much more mentally uh hard to compete in? Will, is there something that comes to mind? The challenge god of Surrey <laughs> Michigan for? Um, I don't know. I feel like nothing's coming to mind as far I mean, I know they used to have like a lot of like trivia challenges and stuff, but those are all definitely uh, history 
So I don't, I can't even really think of like a purely like mental challenge they would do at the end. They seem like they're almost all balance or like physicality based. Is anyone else coming to mind? Maybe a memorization, a memorization one could be kind of fun. Like, yeah, the one where you have to like, you know, repeat, like Jeff has the different symbols. You have to drop the blocks with the colors. I kind of like that one. I miss that challenge so much. They need to mix it up a little bit. I feel like all the challenges are kind of were kind of similar this season. Yeah, they're all they're really. I feel like they've got become very uninteresting, honestly, in general. I I totally agree. There's um there's a Reddit post recently that I read that someone is saying like we need to make sure that these challenges are so different. Um, yeah. Jerica, hello, Jerica. A puzzle would be interesting. Whoever finishes it first wins immunity. Whoever finishes it last has to do do or die. Mm. I think that's in- I think it's much more interesting than a first dropout is uh, almost like a challenge style where it's like if you lose the challenge, you so you just have to not be last rather than not being the first yeah. dropout. You just have to not be last. I think that. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like you're last, but it's last in a different. You have like a full chance to like. Then you're being punished for like being terrible at it, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's like Versus Cassie like... in Survivor Michigan season three. You know, niche reference here. Last place, you had to eat when she had to eat the candy corn, lost her vote. You know. Oh my god! You love, you love oh. to punish people that are last. I place completely for forgot about that. I didn't even know what you were talking about. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I remember she, some niche yeah. the editor even forgot about it <laughs> that is niche <laughs> you know what's completely missing from modern survivor in these like final few challenges do we ever see ones where there's a course of some kind that they're competing on all together mixed together like oh no like think of like a maze or like you know like a spider net thing yeah I love through or like the giant slides i miss the them so slides. much yeah. Just something where you don't have each person in their own little compartment that's some built thing that's identical to each other person's built thing. Like, they do that every single challenge. Dude, like, what was that one? I can't remember what season was, but there was one I saw where it's, like, you had to, like, they were, like, it was at night, and they were in the woods, and they had to run to these different stations. They used and, to like, do that, like, every season. And, like, the season first, like things, basically. That was great. Why don't they bring that back? That's a challenge I've always pitched to Chris at Survivor New York. I've always been like, I want to do a, a story run into the woods memorization. Yeah. And he'll never do it. <laughs> I'm kind of mad about it. I love that challenge. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Especially memory. like it's, So this is supposed mm-hmm. to be the hardest be a season production. of Survivor. It must be a production right? thing. Like yeah. It's just easier to make exactly. these ones. This is supposed to be the hardest season of Survivor. We need more memory challenges, I feel like, because as Jonathan talks about a lot this episode, like everyone's really depleted and tired and grumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, what do we, what do you think of Jonathan? What do you think of, uh, you know, Mr. I eat 2000 calories and burn 2000 calories a second kind of thing. Like Sam, what's your take on him? Jonathan, um, he has, is very good at challenges. He has no chance to win. Not, not one chance to win. I, I, I did. I love the showdown between him and Lindsay. I felt like. Um, we've been seeing that all season and it was great TV watching that play out, but Jonathan, uh, his social game is just like, it's just so bad. It's just insanely, just like the definition of, um, just like all brawn, all brawn, but like no brain in, in kind of like his strategy that I've seen. Um, but the, what he has with brawn is like some of the best I've ever seen, but like, if you can't pair that with, you know, at least some strategy or some social game, like you're. You're not going to do so well. You'll get, you'll get far, but you're just going to piss everybody off. I don't know. I'm not that impressed, honestly. 
I mean, I think it's great that, you know, he eats 18 eggs and nine pieces of cheese a day. You know, anyone who consumes that much food is, is pretty interesting. Um, but I just, I just am disappointed, honestly, in his challenge performance. I mean, I was watching from the merge, you know, or in, and before the merge thinking like, this is the first chance that we ever really have to beat that like five individual immunities record that like you have Colby Donaldson, I think Terry Dietz, uh, Brad Culpepper, uh, who the hell else is in that club? I don't know, maybe Tom Westman, I don't remember. But like this, this is it. You know, if anyone is ever going to win six individual immunity challenges, it's going to be Jonathan. And then, no, not at all. So I'm, I'm, I'm unimpressed. Uh, I'm impressed because yeah. he hasn't won six challenges. I'm Because <laughs> I looked at him, I looked at how he did in the pre-merge, and I thought this is the guy who's going to win six challenges. And I, don't know, I will say though, I think as unlikable as he is, as terrible of a social game he has, I think he does have one fair point which is that, yeah, he is hungrier than everybody else because he does need more food. Like, that's just a fact. Like, if you're driving an F-150, you know, you need more gas than, like, one of those small buggy guys. And that's, like, Jonathan. So I think he is, you know, being pretty unreasonable with pretty much everything he says. But uh, it is fair that he's, like, kind of hungry, honestly. Because he does look like a pretty brave pretty big dude my biggest thing is i just don't understand why anyone wants to vote him out if everyone just agrees no one's gonna vote for him at the end like why do they want to get rid of him who cares like what's the big deal i i think this is a good a really good point um and it's very funny to me like the way that somebody becomes a goat i don't really know Mm -hmm. how to fully articulate it but i've seen it happen so many times in in real games in live reality games um and to me i think it like Something just has to happen, and I think it usually happens at Tribal Council. I think with Angelina, it was asking for the jacket, and then combined with yeah. the the John the uh, Mayor of Slamtown blindside, we're using Dan's idol for no reason. Um, I think that they reach a point where they just annoy everybody, and everyone's like, this person sucks. Never mind. I don't care about them anymore. And this game is so much uh, – is so not about strength, which, which leads yeah. me to ask this question about, like, in the beginning, we see Mike establishing a five-person alliance of Omar, himself, Drea, Jonathan, and I think Lindsay, I guess, would be included in that. Uh, that's supposed to be, like, the five strong till the end. What – I would say – I don't know how you guys feel – never trust this kind of alliance. If you're five strong to the end, they're lying to you. Yeah. And I can't believe Drea bought it. And, Sam, that's what I kind of want to ask is, like – I was shocked that Drea bought it. Were you surprised that this was something that she thought was totally cool and normal and was going to work? I I honestly feel like you got to give a lot of testament to Omar for how well he has been, how, how well he has done at like gaining everyone's trust and like specifically in this situation, Drea, because I feel like she, I mean, she knew that like this five wasn't going to work for her. She wanted to go after Mike. Um, And I think she, I think she had Romeo's vote with her. She had her extra vote. She had, she had her path. I think that she was maybe a little bit overconfident in her relationships with Lindsay and Omar. But I also feel like you had a little, I want to give credit to Lindsay and Omar. I feel like both of them are really good players and like have been playing the middle really well. So like, I can't fault Drea too much. I mean, obviously like yeah, it's tough that when you're in alliance with like other threats, I guess maybe Drea is kind of has the thought that like, well, they need me around as a shield. I, you know, maybe we'll, we'll keep each other as shields until like it's time to go after each other. And, it kind of seems like Mike and Drea, like that time kind of that time kind of came this episode 
were like, all right, it's time to come after each other. And like, I feel like Omar and Lindsay really were in the position where they could kind of choose what side they're going to go with. That's a good, Will, what do you think? Like, especially about, you know, strong to the end. Oh, geez, I don't know. It's like difficult because I feel like in that position, you know, you want to like believe what you want to believe. And like, I don't know, it seems like these alliances never stick together anymore. They always crumble immediately. So you should look at the alliance and know that like every single person has an ulterior motive. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, someone like Mike is very, um, I don't know. He seems very forthright. He seems like uh, like an honest person. And I feel like if he were looking in my eyes and telling me that he wants a strong to stick together to the end, I would, I would probably believe him and think that he's coming from an honest place. Um, and, you know, it's always flattering to be told by someone that like, oh, you're in the strong group, you know, that's going to stick together. So I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, uh, why? I mean, when it comes down to Adrea should have someone who she can go to within that group that she really trusts to like get yeah. the dirt on feel like maybe at this point she doesn't quite have that anymore mm. i mean i think it's just because she had like you're saying she had such a she i think she just played such a good game that she had a very big target on her back and all, all her advantages like yeah. started to hurt her more than help her i think at this point because all of a sudden everyone's like oh you have like infinity advantages like advantages everyone. yeah ian what do you think um i mean Honestly, I don't really understand why no one seems to be catching on to that Omar is running the entire game. It yeah. has been for like yeah. weeks and weeks. Like I like as much as I want to give Omar tons of credit for being like a genius. Honestly, like it's just a lot of people also not being super smart. Like when Mike just when Omar is like, oh, yeah, yeah, Mike, like your boy Romeo, who's been your boy or not Romeo. Hi. He's been your best buddy since day one. Oh, he like called you his puppet or whatever. And then like, you don't even going to check that with hi. Like, you're not even going to ask him like, yo, like. You know, I've been hearing some shifty stuff, but you know, you're just like, oh, high's dead to me, like 100%, like kill him. And it's just kind of like, at any point, like, has no one been double checking with, if they were just double checking with each other, like, oh, who's yeah. like your closest ally? Oh, it's Omar. Like, pretty quickly, everybody would realize, wait a sec, something's not right in Chinatown here. And how come Mary Ann and like, you'd be, someone should be more skeptical. Like, there's four of those people still from that original tribe. Yeah. And no one Final ever six. seems. No one ever seemed to care about that at any point during the game. They've never; those guys have never gone against each other. If it's I crazy, like, it's so crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, if I was Dre or whatever, that's what I would mostly be concerned about. Yeah, but like, remember how long ago Jonathan was like, "Oh yeah, like us four, right? we're so tight. You know, we love each other so much." Like <laughs> middle of the pre-merge, just like, okay, there's 15 people left in the game. You're outing your four-person alliance. That is now in the final six. So literally, they, like Marianne was like, "Fuck that, that guy! I can't believe he just said that shit." And, that, yeah. and here they are. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if it's like really deceptive editing, and those four are just like super tight yeah. and not going to turn on each other. Like that wouldn't totally shock me. But it would shock me if, like, that would just be everyone else being really foolish and not, like, having any issue with that. I don't really understand, I, honestly. I would say that they've done, if that's true, they've done, I think they've done a good job of still, like, I mean, I don't know. It seems like Lindsay really does actually want Jonathan out. Like, I think there actually is some sort of splinters in their alliance. Maybe it's partly be on purpose. Maybe Mike wants them to stick together, but maybe there still is some sort of, like, infighting, kind of like the Kasaya, like, group and, yeah. <laughs> like, where they kind of, like, they have all this infighting, but they kind of just like stick together anyways. It's just kind of confused everybody else. I don't um, know. This this brings me to a question because this is my theory coming out of this episode. Uh, I think Marianne could win the game. Uh, now, I'm worried about that too. 
Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I didn't say anything positive or negative yet, but I, I think Mary Jane can win uh, because I think that um, if people like uh, Omer and Lindsay go and Mike, especially considering the way that Drea played uh, the game, even while going out the door, throwing the <laughs> Mike even says like, thanks for the death wish. Uh, I think that those three certainly have a big target on top of them. And if she's next to Romeo and Jonathan, yeah. I think that there's a lot of people who have a lot of love for Marianne on the jury. Um, and I think that having an idol, which I think from the preview, she's going to tell Romeo about, I think oh, that yeah, Marianne could make some moves here that could really put her in a good spot. Ian, you don't like Marianne? You got something against her? Uh, it's not that I dislike her. Honestly, in that final three, I think I would even maybe be rooting for her. It's just that I liked a lot of the other players like a lot more. Like I, I yeah. was saying earlier before we got on, I really was hoping that Drea would win the game maybe yeah. just because everybody loves Omar. I get he's been playing an amazing game, but something about the look in Drea's eyes, I ju you just knew that she yeah. did not give a fuck about anybody else at all and would have cut pretty much anybody in a second. And I thought <laughs> something about it, just like everybody trusted her. And yet somehow watching the TV, you were just like, Oh my God, she's going to just stab everyone in the back. And I was really hoping no. she would just kind of snake her way to the end because yeah. she had a billion advantages. Like she was, she was in with everybody. So I was rooting for her and Mike just because he's such a clown. Mm -hmm. But like Marianne, I just feel like she hasn't really done anything up to this point. So like, and even if she does get to the end, it would be a like all the big threats go against each other type of thing. Unless they're doing some really deceptive editing again, which like I guess happened with the last season because mm -hmm. they also didn't show um I'm honestly blanking her name. What's the name of the girl? He Heather and Erica. Erica, yeah. Apparently yeah, she was like Poor Heather. Yeah. Apparently they were like writing the whole game, but like they didn't really show that. Mm -hmm. So if Mary, if we get to the end and it turns out, oh yeah, Marianne told Omar what to do for every single vote. <laughs> Then I'll be like, oh wow, I, I guess I didn't see that on the show. But the show it really looks like she's done jack shit up to this point, not gonna lie. I think she could win against Jonathan at the end, but I don't know. I feel like the final tribal council would be a game of like who is going to self-destruct first through their own jury speeches. Well like, definitely Jonathan. Jonathan. Oh, I mean Jonathan is <laughs> He's having he's getting no votes going in. Yeah, would Romeo just like could Romeo, Romeo like, might win, win if he's just quiet and lets the other two where talk about Romeo? Like, There's no way he's winning after that. Whole, okay, that should have been the title life. of the episode for the record. <laughs> that was the one of the best lines I've heard uh, Survivor in months. Where art thou, Romeo? That was killer, dude. Mike deserves to win the game just rice. for that. Mike said a lot of quips this episode, but Ben brings up a, a good question. What do you think would happen if the final three was Romeo, Mike, and Marianne? Oh, Mike, right? Mike. I think that. It could be Mike. The question I think is really like, who does Omar vote for in that group? And here's why. Because Omar like lied to Mike, got Mike to do his bidding, but he's also been working with Marianne uh, and everybody and Romeo too. Like, I think it's interesting who, who Omar would stump for in that group. Um, but Sam, what do you think in Romeo, Mike and Marianne? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like in, in that case, it would also depend on how the rest of the game turns out, like who's making the moves in order to get to that final three, um, who's winning immunities. But to, to this point in the game, I feel like a, a big part of the game, too, is the social game. And I, I guess, like, I don't know exactly. I haven't seen the full story. I don't know exactly how everyone's game is. But the impression I gotten from the edit, at least, is that Marianne annoys some people, whereas, like, Mike seems to be genuine, you know, generally, like, respected well liked by everybody so in that case i would probably just assume that he would win and you know he would probably get people like rocks roy and jonathan mm, and you know yeah. but i could see omar i could see omar voting for marianne so i i feel like it would depend on what happens i i think that it could be up in the air but 
to the way I kind of see the game is I, I feel like the bigger threats are kind of like Omer, Lindsay, Mike, and then maybe like the people that are lesser threats that probably need to team up would be probably like the group we're talking about of Marianne, Romeo, and uh, Jonathan. But I don't know. Uh, Jonathan, I just every time, every time. Um, so some exciting things to, to remind everyone. Lindsay has an idol now. Like Lindsay just straight True. up has an idol. Um, and additionally, Marianne has her idol. Mike's idols. Well, because Lindsay's uh, amulet turns into an idol. Oh, so I believe. Who knows about that game. though? There's people who know about that, right? She I told pretty much Mike everyone. and or does everyone just know about it? That's interesting. You're right. So Lindsay, Lindsay kind of should have kept her mouth shut. I feel like yeah. she should have just not said anything, and then she'd have an idol. Um, so does Lindsay and and um, Omar have idols now? Lin- and so Lindsay and Marianne have idols, and then Omar has Mike's idol, but I'm sure right. he'll give it back <laughs> to him. Um, but so half the people will be like, I mean, are they gonna? Are people just gonna play idols left and right, and like some yes. like, serene? Like, and yeah, does Omar go home cool. because of it? Like, I feel like this is a Jeez. horrible spot for him. That would yeah. be tough. He, he should hold on to that idol. Just don't give it back to Mike. Like, he sorry, he refused to give it back. Honestly, if he's such a bad, I feel like he would. He would look like a, such a villain, though. Like, and he would lose Mike's jury vote. Like, it could turn ugly really fast if he did that. I feel like Mike would almost he'd be pissed at him, but I feel like if Mike was on the jury, that he would respect it at that point. You know. Well, there, so that something kind of similar happened on this most recent season of Australian Survivor. So slight spoilies, but someone took somebody else's oh, idol, yeah, yeah, yeah. held onto it, voted them out, and nobody ever let it go it they, they were okay. screwed from the moment that it happened and, it, and it, it's like i feel like that was a little different though to be it, honest it was a little different but i don't know i feel like people are very like i feel like there's like the line and that's always like the crossing yeah. of the, the that line. was the equip that what? that though is more the equivalent of if he had taken the idol and voted out mike this episode right yes yeah. yes i think it's so in survivor the way that like the way that the game has evolved since the beginning has always been like there's some moves that are like seen as oh like that's like to like beyond the game like oh like you're creating alliances like what are you doing creating alliances you're like oh like <laughs> you're blindsiding someone without telling them what's happening like that's so evil that's so wrong like this can be a kind of thing where i could see it like wow like you stole someone's it took someone's idol didn't give it back like i feel like we already kind of saw some groundwork from that like last season when um oh wow i'm blanking on it when uh when shan took jt's like advantage and then voted him out yeah. like we're seeing a little bit of precedence. Like it's a matter of time before someone does the same thing with an idol, and they're like the first one. Like you're the new game changer. Look, look at Isn't you. Yeah, what you Russell Hans did to uh, JT back in yeah. Heroes and Villains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, Russell also was Russell, and you know, got destroyed by the jury after. So it, you know, the strategy hasn't panned out yet, I guess, for either of them. But it's what final six. So like, I don't think it's that evil, especially if there's odds that like yeah. multiple idols are going to be played. Like. You don't want to be one of those people without idols, but it's just idol again, and no, and it's like. I mean, when you're at this point of the game in Modern Survivor, if you don't have an advantage, you're gonna get voted out. Basically, it's like almost impossible yeah. to make it on social strategy past like six or five. This this brings me to to a, another question, right? Which is uh, the the sort of Mike Omer of it all, because in this episode we see that Mike is like, great, we're gonna vote out Dre, it's gonna be awesome, and Omar is constantly thinking like, should I vote out Mike? And I'm wondering now, seeing that there are three idols at final six, somebody's gonna win immunity, and 
probably it's going to be Jonathan. So let's assume, right? Jonathan or Lindsay wins immunity, and then there's like an idol. Two more, like, would it have been better yeah. to vote out Mike this episode? So then Lindsay doesn't have an idol. Um, yeah. Dre is still in the game as a threat level. Uh, you maybe screw Mike out of his idol if, if you go that route. But I, I'm curious uh, from all of your perspectives, like, Will, what do you think about the option that Omar is presented with with voting out Mike instead of instead of Drea? Uh, There's a lot to think about. I know. Okay, so he votes out Mike. So now, uh, Lin wait, you said he votes out Mike, so Lindsay, Lindsay would not have, have an, idol. an idol anymore because Drea would still yeah. be in the game. Which is insane. This know. is also like, oh my god. So yeah, hard. yeah. I feel like he's better off having Mike um, being loyal to him for having saved his life, and they still have the idol together. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like there's probably more value in it than Lindsay and uh, Drea both having their advantages and their amulets, and Omar being down a loyal soldier, probably. And and also yeah. Drea's mad that like. Well, she would know too that like, oh, Mike didn't have the idol, so some, so obviously like Omar, Omar, and the idol, like, the idol will be over there now. The idol would be with Drea, right? Because Drea would have stolen it when Mike yeah. voted out. Oh, so I, the I idol would be yeah. on the other. Like, I feel like he'd be in a much worse position if he had voted Mike out. I, I think I thought you were talking the about the scenario where he steals, it, where he takes the idol and then he votes off Mike after taking Mike's idol. Like then he, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that scenario also exists. I think he made the best move, honestly, because. That would basically, put a bigger target on him too. Basically, I just yeah, basically everything Will's saying that like, yeah, it's not great with all these idols flying around, but honestly, I really just think that Drea is the big the biggest threat to Omar mm -hmm. winning the game, period. So like I think if yeah. he gets if he specifically gets to the end with any combination of people left, he'll probably win. So like that's the main reason he needs to get rid of her. And because she does have a million advantages, right? Like the extra vote and all this kind of stuff she has at final six, it just gets more and more dangerous. So I think getting rid of her and solidifying in Mike is like, you know that Mike has sort of wanted to be in a guy's alliance the whole time. Like he's probably not going to turn against you. Maybe not. But now it looks like based on the preview, he might, but. I, I, mean, I also would, think yeah. Omar used the Roxroy vote to his benefit to like really draw in Mike. So it's a good point. Like, you know, does Mike feel like they're, they're really good friends? I mean, Sam, I want to also the Roxbury vote absolutely made no sense for uh high or Mike. That was extremely no, stupid. I thought <laughs> yeah. I, I should have voted out for Romeo. Uh Sam, my question to you is like, how does Omer get to the end? Because of what Drea said, I think, in in this like Drea very make very much makes it known that like Omar sort of screwed her over, not in like yeah. a malicious way, but in certainly like a here's the information way. And I think that the the walls are closing in on him what do you see as a way for him to get out of this well i feel like he he claims that like oh like obviously the jury hates me so like you know i'm not as much of a threat like that kind of thing i feel like Lindsay also is more with him than like she's with mike and jonathan so I, I as much as like i think mike is the one that wants the final four to be like the old whatever their tribe was like you know with jonathan and marianne and Lindsay. i feel like Lindsay is like definitely an avenue that he could use. I feel like him and Lindsay are seem to be tight. Like we're seeing them like kind of off together, like strategizing in this episode. And I feel like he also could be do a good job of kind of leading like the people on the bottom of like, Hey, you guys like want to do something like Romeo on the bottom. Like Romeo also has been shown to be one of his numbers as well. So like if he has Romeo, if he has Lindsay, if he can even like get Marianne, 
I feel like he can definitely like he also has Jonathan. Like at this point, I feel like honestly, everyone except for maybe Mike, and and that's only what we saw in the preview. Like up until this point, like all people in the game are have been shown to have an individual alliance with Omar and like think that he's the closest person to them. So I feel like everyone's gonna want him as a number. Unless like this, if Mike starts coming against them, like I don't even know what numbers Mike would be able to get because I feel like Omar would be able to get the numbers if he needed to, and he has Mike's idol. <laughs> I I kind of hope he doesn't give the idol back. I feel like Ian, yeah, that's the drama I, you want, yeah. right? Oh, uh, that's the Be drama. I, that is the drama I want. Although it does conflict with my desire to see Mike win the game, but <laughs> that is the drama that I want to see. That's that well, he he wins immunity is because he doesn't have his idol. Then that, that's what that that's the what he finally needs to like you know <laughs> yeah push him over the edge. Yeah, I will say that be his gas in the tank. I I don't yeah. understand these people with these uh the knowledge advantage both seasons they just told people mm-hmm. about it it seems like the key to this whole advantage is to not tell anybody especially <laughs> because okay in this scenario you're sitting around camp you're dre you're like oh I, i'm i'm a genius you know i've been re- i can read people so well and i can tell they're voting me out this is bad news bears so but luckily for me i can just steal somebody's idol and i'll be safe but but then you're gonna go to somebody who you already suspect is playing to vote you out and tell them that you're planning this like like you already thought Omar was playing to vote you out, right? Because he hadn't come to you saying he hadn't come to you saying, "Oh, they're trying to vote you." So why does she trust him with this information? That doesn't make any sense to me. I I don't think that she knew that like her name was being tossed out yet at that point, though. Like I feel like I think that she thought that Mike was that it was still going to be Romeo because from that conversation, it looks like Omar was still like playing into the fact that it would still be that the vote, the official plan was still Romeo. I'm like, oh, we can get Mike next week. That's what they were saying in that conversation. But in the, in the sense you're saying, I feel like, yes, it's a horrible idea to tell anybody about that advantage. Like, it's played out exactly the same as season 41. And in some ways, it feels like we're watching an alternate, like, universe of season 41, where there's, just, like, different people. But, like, the same thing just, like, yeah. happen. Like, all right, like, everyone does their shot in the dark, like, doesn't work. Like, same exact twist, whatever. Like, no swap. We get to this point. You know, someone, the hourglass is broken, obviously. The person obviously picks, the, does the Monty Hall problem wrong, but doesn't matter, and they're still safe. You know, <laughs> someone tries to steal the idol and it doesn't work. It's so, the same exact, it's, it's the same yeah. season. So actually, movies. Marianne, I'll put my money on it right now. Marianne is going to win this season. And then you're going to see a bunch of takes about how, like, you know, Omar got a really, like, unnecessarily good edit and actually like didn't do anything on the show basically no, no, no. <laughs> Rock everybody is gonna come back and win because obviously the person that smashes the hourglass wins the game yeah. oh, that's oh right. my that's gosh right. yeah. there you go um well i also kind of want to ask this idea of is the knowledge is power advantage actually a good advantage because here's my pitch because it can go wrong like what you always need in advantages is the ability to misplay them and like the ability for things to like not actually work out. Like with the extra vote, you might be like, you still need other people's votes to help you execute something with an idol. You could play it and not get any votes and you played it wrong. Uh, Will, how do you feel about the knowledge is power advantage? Cause I think it's kind of funny when the rules are just like, yeah, well it's not Mike's idol anymore. Cause he handed it off to Omar for one tribal council. So fuck you. Your advantage doesn't work anymore. How do you feel? It's a great advantage. If you just don't tell anyone, I mean, that's the fundamental thing. I don't like someone else already just said that. I, I don't understand why she would tell anyone that she's planning on stealing it. Um, you should keep that information really close to the chest, even closer to the chest as you could with a hidden immunity idol. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Sam, how do you feel about knowledge is power? I mean, I can understand why she was doing it. I understand the temptation to tell people about it because the whole idea is if you steal their idol, you want to vote them out at that tribal. And therefore like you need to have some sort of plan in place for like how you can get that person out. But I just feel like there's something I just am not a huge fan of about like the idea that you cannot lie. Like, Oh, if someone, if someone asks you for the idol, you can't lie. You have to like give it to them. Like to me, that just feels like it's fundamentally like survivor is about lying. Like it's taking away a, a fundamental like tenant of like the game of survivor. Like the whole idea of like, uh, if you win a challenge, you won the challenge. Like you can't have that taken away from you. Like if you like found an idol, like, and someone wants it, like I, the idea of like, just like you have to tell the truth and give it to them. was just like, I don't know. It just feels like it's twisting what Survivor is in some ways. That's why I don't, but I, I don't know. I, there's some things I do like about it. And like for the drama and for the TV aspect, I definitely think it's entertaining to watch. Okay, but why do you but have like, to steal someone's idol and vote them out that episode? I feel like you're just getting greedy, yeah. you know, it's like a two well, for one. Like, why can't we stop trying to maximize all these advantages so much for the dramatic yeah. effect and use them in undramatic ways that get you a minor, you know, yeah, because it, so rather than waiting until it blows up in your face. I feel like, um, the, like, it's because like the players, a lot of them, they like, they don't want to have like conflict with anybody who's still on the show. It seems like mm. so. It's like if you're gonna yeah. piss somebody off by stealing your idol, stealing their idol, that's like the most that's like the most violating thing you could possibly do to somebody in Survivor. Yeah. For like, you know what I mean? Like Mike's been holding that all this whole time. That's his baby, you know. And then he just freaking took it from him, and he's like, with what now? Some advantage I've never even heard of. Like, that's egregious. He'll be so angry with you after that. that it's like he's gonna be oh starting a war against you like for the rest of the time but, that he's in the game. I also feel like if you're going to – but it's also kind of a dumb advantage because I, I honestly think if you're going to steal someone's idol, unless you already have another idol, which I guess she would have if Lindsay was voted out, but like she – you almost sure you're just going to have to play it immediately or else everyone's right. going to come after you, you know, the next time. Right, so hot take. Why can't you steal the idol – um, after the votes have been cast, but before it's read. So you can have that dramatic moment like when someone plays a hidden immunity idol because that would encourage someone who thinks they're getting they're getting voted out tonight. So it's not about this other person. We're trying to get that other person out, take their idol and vote them out. It's about me. I'm in trouble. So when I think I'm about to get voted out, I know someone else has an idol oh, yeah. play for me. So I take their idol from them <laughs> right before the votes are read. Like, I think that would help the advantage. <laughs> My opinion yeah. is that this just shouldn't exist on a season where there are publicly spoken about idols. Like any other yeah. season oh, where, there, yeah. where you that don't have it. to make a stupid fucking phrase to announce that you have an idol, it would be mm -hmm. fine. And it would it just would, work. It would, it would make a lot more sense. It would make a lot more sense in a season. Yeah, for 100% it would make a lot more sense in a season where everyone didn't know who everyone has the idols are. But in general, they're all just not concerned. About, like the people who don't have advantages should all be teaming up on all the people with advantages. Because yeah. like, yeah. really, like if you're one of these few suckers, is there, it's, who is it? It's like Omar and who it's else? Omar Jonathan and Romeo and basically and Jonathan. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you guys should all team up and be like, yo, we're about to just be totally screwed over by everybody having a billion advantages, but no one seems concerned about it at all. I think it's so weird. Yeah. This I don't know. Will was saying, Will was saying once that he he was like hypothesizing that like having advantages in the new version of Survivor like isn't a good thing because it just yeah. like it, it seems like it's hurting people more than it's helping them for the most part. Like I I don't even see an, an advantage played correctly. Like has one been played correctly this season? I feel people just been voted off for like having them for the most part. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the last time one was played successfully. I don't know. Uh, you could maybe Didn't somebody say that idol and played there successfully, but technically only one of them would have gone home. And also yeah, it was true. more like, true. 
this was it was more just like a screw you Tori, like rather than yeah. like a protect yourself. Sandra get yeah. idled out in uh Winners at War. I remember that one. I guess yeah, Sandra got idled one. out. So that would yeah, that and would there's count. the whole um one where Sari got like um advantaged out in game changers. Yeah, so like there are definitely season. moments where it is critical to have the advantage, but it just seems like in the last two or three seasons they're I don't know. There's just too many of them is the thing. Like, I think it's almost that like, there's so many of them that it, it almost does become just background noise to a point. Like, I don't even remember who has yeah. any of them ever. Like one of you guys mentioned that the fact that Mike even had an idol, I honestly forgot he even had it until somebody brought it up. I was like, Oh, Mike, we're talking about soccer and whatever that whole, that, whole that was stick. A, dude, that was, I'm, I have short term memory loss. That was a billion years ago. Like I have no idea what was happening with that. I mean, at a certain point, um, if you have enough advantages, the result of the game is just going to become random and it won't be impacted by social strategy, by relationships or by skill. It, you know, if you keep adding enough advantages, it just becomes a purely random outcome. I think one day we should just do do or die for every person, every tribal. You just take it off. <laughs> so either you're safe or you're not until somebody gets to the end. And then I've heard of talk about like how, how would you, you guys right boxes. How would you guys? Are you gonna bring you guys up the everybody as an idol of, um, season? They should just have. Um, that's a good idea. I actually think that's a good idea. Like, risk, like rolling the dice over and over and over again for ten minutes until there's one person left. That everybody has an idol season is a good idea. There's no advantages except that everyone goes into the game with an idol and everybody knows it. So everyone gets one idol for the entire game and everybody knows that everyone else has an idol. That's like I feel like that could actually be kind of interesting. But as an aside, another idea I had once is. That there's no like you can't the only way to acquire they're not hidden there's stuff like that the only way to acquire advantages or like the clues to advantages or idols or whatever is if you're like on the is if you vote incorrectly at the previous tribal so you basically <laughs> have to be on the bottom to like get access to the advantages because then if the whole point of them is some kind of rubber banding effect then they would you know be more then like you don't have the scenario where all the people on the top also have all the idols and then you just like. You know, crush. You're rewarded for just being bad at the game. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like you're just you're just like playing Mario Kart. Like you're in last place. We're gonna give you a blue shell. Like, I mean, that like, is how Mario Kart works. Yeah, it is no, Mario. no, because being in first is still better than like because if you're on the bottom, you also could have just gotten voted out. You know, like you're not. No one's gonna. No one's gonna be like, oh, I want to be voting incorrectly and possibly get voted out of this game on the off chance that I get like some kind of idle clue or something. Yeah. Well, like know, we look at we that. look at what happened to Chantal and Sean. Chanel this season. Awesome. Look at what happened with Chanel yeah. this season, and Chanel like votes for Mike, and Mike will not fucking let it go, huh? And yeah, he eventually true. goes back on her. But uh, I, yeah, that I was really hypocritical. As much as I love my boy Mike, that did not yeah. make a lot of sense. Not gonna lie. No, it, it it made no sense. But it was it was very funny that like everyone was like, well, that's the move that so and so should have done, and then when somebody does it, it just screws them. It's like maybe survivors about sticking to the. It's funny though because he didn't care that uh, that Drea voted for him this time. Maybe Maybe he was like laughing. I've never seen somebody happier to receive votes. He was like cackling. Um, I have a question for you guys. Jonathan calls Probst Mr. Jeff. Do people in All Stars call Brady Mr. Brady, or do you think Mr. Brady and Mr. Cooper should start start happening? Um, uh, I, I, I call Brady Hunk or something every every like, hey Hunk, what's up? <laughs> I, I don't know. There's Coop Daddy. That's Coop all Daddy, I know. Yeah, people did call him Coop Daddy. Maybe they call him Coop Daddy. The Coop. I've heard whatever Camila I've heard was called doing. the the Big Sea Dog. I've heard that one before. Big Sea Dog. The Big Sea Dog. I call him yeah. Coop the Scoop. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a lot of you can do a lot of nicknames with Cooper. Yeah, Brady is as many, the best one as many with Brady. Bradley, I don't know. Bradley, sure. Yeah, with Aaron the, the goat, like Tom Brady, you know. Oh, <laughs> it's true. I would be in more in. I would be in more support of Brady than Tom Brady, honestly. So that that works for me. Um. Uh, but yeah, overall, I don't feel like there was not a ton of nicknames on the whole for uh, our hosts. In general, guy who can't spell Burundi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, Very one. So uh, the question I think now becomes like, who do you think wins the season? Who like you got to make a winner pick now? We've got all. We only got six of them left. Um, who? I think my fantasy team is literally just Romeo and Omer at this point, which is like oh, yeah. boo. But Ian, who do you think is going to win the season? And not who you want. It's who you think. Use your little editing skills. Think about well, it. Well, the issue is now they like kind of, I, I don't know. I need to talk to some people who are more deep into edgic because those people always yeah. know. But I feel like, I, I feel like it, it's, it is going to be Omer. I feel like Ooh. that's the obvious choice, but I guess that's, it's almost too obvious. Honestly, now I think it will be Omer or Marianne, to be honest with you, but Honestly, no. I think I take it back. I think Lindsay's gonna win. Yes. I think Lindsay's yes. gonna win. That's Lindsay? I was gonna say yeah. that's my pick. Yeah, I think, I think Lindsay is like out of the box. Like she's the like oh she's mm. not been given the giant edit, but she also doesn't right. have an incredible edit. Then and no one's really said that much nice stuff about Marianne in general. So I don't really know if she is actually gonna win. And Lindsay has an idol now, so she is safe in the advantage yet in. And she's if they get rid of Jonathan somehow, she be really she could win a bunch of challenges. So, yeah, I feel like that's the thing too about Lindsay's challenge. Like, I feel like as much as people talk about John- Jonathan being great at challenges, like, I mean, Lindsay's been getting a lot of respect from like, yeah. especially this episode. Like, yeah. it's yeah. very clear that the whole cast is like, wow, like, Lindsay's such a competitor. And you never hear like, anybody trying to vote no. her out either. Like, no. it's, how is she getting voted out? Lindsay definitely gets this a lot episode, of respect, and her edit a lot has of been building and building, I think, since the merge. Mm. So I think she had a great pick. episode this episode because, like, she manages she survived the do or die thing but i feel like everyone respected her for the fact that like she still competed and like it was a really grueling challenge and like she's either coming second or beat jonathan in like a lot of these challenges so like i feel like i could see her edit going like she beats jonathan in immunity and like he gets voted off and like i feel like she could beat (laughs) a lot of combinations of people especially if she's like there with like any combination of like jonathan and marianne and romeo i feel like she could I think she could I think she could beat anybody but Omar. I think he's like the front runner for if yeah. he gets to the end will win. But yeah. I think after if he gets voted out, then like it's more open season. And as much as everyone likes Mike, I also agree that like I, think I could see him having not a great with this much of a game bot cast. I could see if Lindsay or whoever is able to explain that Mike really didn't know as much what was going on as like he thinks he did, then it could look kind of bad for him, you know. Yeah, what if they could be either that or they could target Mike because of his likability probably before finals. But I just want to say about Omar, wasn't it the last episode, episode 10, um, when he was at that reward and he told that incredible lie to Mike, right? Yeah. That was like the best lie that I've seen on Survivor uh, probably since yeah. Johnny Fairplay. That's like, effective. I couldn't believe that Mike didn't like. I know it's double. true. I know it's true. <laughs> yeah. Wait, like, did he get? Mike had a really good quote. He's like, I know it's true because it sounds reasonable or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Look, I, I I wanted Drea or Mike to win. So like now that Drea's gone, I'm like definitely rooting for Mike just because yeah. he has been the funniest character throughout the whole season. He's had the best lines like just throughout, and he's been like mostly competent with his strategy. So like <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like I gotta I gotta be rooting for him just because he's definitely the funniest. And I always appreciate the person who's the funniest, honestly. Um, I feel like Mike, first of all, I think it'd be really funny and ironic if the firefighter went out and like the fire making twist. I think that would just be really funny. Um, <laughs> but also I agree with Snyder. I think Marianne will win, but also Mike is like almost 60 and my parents are a little older than 60. I could not imagine my dad making it on Survivor. Like I'm very impressed yeah. just from like an age yeah. standpoint that Mike is not crumbling. The way that Jonathan is, we don't get like the little like whiny edit for Mike being like, I'm tired, I'm hungry. Yeah, for real. Jonathan lying in a shelter Dude, all day. Mike just Mike just seems like such a he just seems like such a reasonable guy. Like he seems like in real <laughs> life. He's not in a burning building. <laughs> he, he just yeah. comes across like extremely reasonable. Like you'd want to get a beer with him. Like you'd you he would never you know cause a big problem or whatever. He'd he'd be like, oh that if like there was a traffic jam or something, he'd just be like, all right, that's fine. We'll just take a faster route. You know, it's not a big deal. We don't need to get angry about it. Are you ready for Mike to join the uh, firefighter winners club with uh, Tom and Jeremy and whoever else? <laughs> yeah, dude. Ooh. Wow, that that's kind of an elite trio yeah. right there. They do have him wearing like the same. He wears like the Jeremy outfit, right? Like just like the firefighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the emblem yeah. and just like yeah. gets baggier and baggier every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say I always admire that Mike is like the one bald guy on Survivor who like doesn't do the like cover your hair up to show how badly your hair is growing in thing. Like Tony oh, yeah. and Jeremy are cowards. Like show your hairline <laughs> <laughs> and admit funny. that you're going bald. <laughs> um sam who do you think is gonna win oh yeah i mean i was saying i definitely think it'll i if it felt like it's gonna be Lindsay, just like mm-hmm. i don't i just get that vibe i don't know what it is like i, I like i said i feel like she's a seen as a she's a really good competitor she um is in a really good like middle spot right now and she's like where she's respected by people but she isn't seen as the biggest threat um and i feel like she's even chosen. omar yeah yeah I feel like even Omar is going to get to a point where people are going to start recognizing like he's a little bit sneaky. I feel like Lindsay just does not get that sort of like reputation at all. So like, I don't know. I, I personally feel like it'll be Lindsay, but I'd be, I feel like it's at a point where I would be happy with a lot of people winning. Like I, I would be totally happy with Omar winning. I would love if Mike won Marianne, I think would have a really good story depending on how the rest of the game plays out. Romeo is the only person in Jonathan where I would be very shocked if they won. And I just don't see a path for them, but I feel like the other four people I can, I really do see a path for winning. I feel like I need to see a lot out of Marianne or Romeo in the next couple episodes. I don't think Jonathan, I'm not even going to consider him because he has an absolutely negative chance to win the game. But like, I just don't know how Romeo or Marianne would really deserve it over Lindsay, Omar or Mike, to be honest, but maybe, Um, well, Ian, that, that so this brings me to the question of like, how does Romeo win the game? Because I think he's no. the fascinating character. Well, like, is there any way for him no. to win the game? No, and also he's been getting like a lot of negative content. I don't think he has any chance to win either, to be honest. Yeah. Like, he gets a lot no. of negative content. He was barely in a lot of the episodes actually lately. So like, yeah. he not only doesn't get like post merge, he's not gotten a lot of content. What he has gotten has been kind of sus and bad. 
and like he didn't even really get any credit for like surviving even though i think he actually does deserve some given how much people wanted him out yeah. and how yeah. long he's been able to sneak by like he clearly has done okay but he gets like no credit for it so i, I mean I really this episode he was never a target we never were afraid romeo was going to go home and yet the only content he really got was just crap was this the editors crapping on it basically. <laughs> yeah it was like them just showing it could have been honestly the same angle it could have been like the same moment of him doing it too it, it just looked like from, from like four shot, different angles yeah, cameras, yeah. Just eating. that was another classic mike line this is the only movement he makes all day <laughs> this is the only move he's made all season i mean mike mike is like the like your friend's funny dad i feel like where you're like oh like this guy is fucking hysterical and i'm like i i would not hate a mike win like i feel like in so many other seasons i've been like god this is such a bleak final three or like there's only one person i want to win and if they don't win sad but i feel like an australian survivor a lot i've been like i will lose my mind but this is one of the times where i'm like actually i really like almost everybody who could potentially win i agree with you ian i don't think jonathan can win but if jonathan did win i would be like I'm never watching Survivor. <laughs> I would that I would turn off the TV. I would get off the couch and be like, I, I can't do this anymore. Um, we just lost Sam for a second, so I hope he'll come back. But he said that his computer died and he's trying to get that, back that on was now. My guess. Um, we can make it work. Uh, so my last kind of question in all of this is, uh, when is Survivor Mar- when is Survivor Michigan All Stars coming out? When when do uh, I get to- this fall? this fall Um, that's what that's what uh it says in the i'm kidding Um, things but uh, will i want to know like what made you want to play again no spoilies like you know you you finished season three you decided to do this all again why uh i had a lot of fun the first time (laughs) if i had the time of my life playing and uh a really great group of people you know we have our we have our drama and our spats but uh generally speaking i was just excited to hang out with all these people again and uh play another game of survivor and were you surprised by the feedback that you like got from season three were you surprised that people really liked you or that you were kind of a polarizing figure what what was that like for you um yeah, I mean, like, sometimes I get a little sad when I was reading in the YouTube comments too much about some of the hate. But, um, I mean, I'm mostly kind of expected to be portrayed as a villain. Um, the only person who I did not appreciate their feedback was um, this guy, I think, Anders or Anders, who's the host of Survivor Maryland. Uh, this guy uh, really, really ragged on me and said some pretty hurtful stuff. So I don't like him, and I, don't, I hope he hears this. Okay. But other than that, any other fans, I appreciate all of your feedback, your hate, your love. I love all of you, except for Anders. Don't like you. Well, Sam, I asked Will, and I'll ask you as well, what made you want to play All-Stars? What made you want to play Survivor Michigan again? Um, Yeah, sorry. I just, my laptop died, just got back in, jumped into a wonderful question. What made me want to play again? I mean, (laughs) for the same reason that I would have competed in that challenge if I was on season 42. I cannot turn down uh, another another chance to play and uh, mm. compete and uh, in Survivor. It's uh, something I, from the moment I was voted off season two, I was like, I need to play again. I need my chance. You know, I was already plotting. I got to play. I got to do it. So, um, yeah, I was excited to be cast. And, um, yeah, I can't, can never turn down that opportunity to, to play again. 
it, it it's a really great cast ian and i i love the casting special that you did with brady and katie and everybody um and and i really enjoy listening to the insights um so guys it's coming out soon but there's a lot of other things you can do in the meantime if you're not caught up on survivor michigan you can watch Survivor Michigan. There's plenty of time. Sam has an amazing podcast, Keep Your Torch Lit. And you guys talk all about it as well. Some great from directly from the players to you insight, uh, which I think is really, really great. Um, and, and Sam, are you guys going to be covering All-Stars? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be covering All-Stars. It'll be great. Um, Joe and Paul, if, you've, if you know them from the Call Survivor community, will continue to do power rankings for us. And... Uh, I definitely would love to do some sort of collaborations. I, I know I love that uh, there's going to be multiple podcasts covering all stars. There's going to be all kinds of fun stuff. So, um, yeah, it'll be a great ride. Yes, uh, we're going to have a cast assessment at some point soon. I think we're waiting until the premiere is closer. So, you know, we really get that build going. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited. Ian, I know how hard you must be working. Um, and so, Ian, what else should people do? Like, is it watching the seasons back, commenting on YouTube, subscribing, commenting in Discord? What do you think is the the best I mean, way to stay engaged with Michigan right now? Yeah, yeah, they should just you know keep checking the the various social media accounts. We're we're going to be announcing some other stuff soon for like our plans for the summer, um, which don't include the premiere. The premiere will be in the fall, as has already been been said. But we have some other plans for you know how to keep people excited and to you know go back through the previous seasons and just. Just you know, think about their favorite characters and how they how they want to see them compete on All Stars because all of them bring it, and you know, just uh, mentally prepare themselves because it's going to be a, a roller coaster of emotions. I expect people to uh, to laugh. I expect them to cry, and uh, you know, they'll they'll have to go through it with the players and experience what was definitely one of the one of the wildest uh, couple months of uh, of my life for sure. And I wasn't yeah. even playing it, so. Are we going to have any of those uh, really sad intros with the piano music and the rainfalls? <laughs> oh, I've I've considered that it, there for multiple episodes potentially the the sad <laughs> intro. I don't know if I'm I don't know if it'll it'll necessarily it depends. I've I've considered the sad intro for a few episodes because uh, I mean you really could do it for every episode. I, I believe that someone cried at every single tribal. Honestly, I think that that's <laughs> I don't know if that's like. I don't know if that's a spoiler or what that is, but like I, I believe it's close to a fact. Maybe there was one or two that somebody didn't cry at, but for the most part, it was just. If you have ever been to Niagara Falls, it's kind of what Michigan All Stars is like, you know. Um, it's just uh, it's it's Niagara Falls yeah. mixed with the Red Wedding, so it's going to be a great time. And everyone's all right. So it. pick out a nice, lighthearted yeah. sitcom, maybe New Girl, something like that, and just make sure you have an episode ready to watch after each episode of Survivor yeah, Michigan All Stars. Yeah. The process, which you've right. seen. But, yeah, uh, tell, tell your therapist ahead of time that you're watching Survivor Michigan oh, All Stars to, to help you process. Yeah, it. yeah gonna, make sure you don't have any heart issues. You know your your heart rate. You know you're, you're yeah. going to get your heart. your blood pressure spot. during the episode. Yeah, yeah. Pressure, or if you like, yeah. you know, if you want to like rewatch Avengers Endgame, you know that could give you a similar vibe for you know the <laughs> the, the type of of the scope of the epic that we're we're discussing here. So, oh my god, I can't wait to like I, yeah. I think you should edit. You know how like they do like the reactions in the theaters and then those become memes. I think you should do that <laughs> with like the big blind sides of Michigan and like no and you know yeah. there's like there's a few out. moments in yeah, particular yeah. that I've been waiting many years to see what people <laughs> how how they will react to to it. Uh, um so yeah, uh, 
yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, it was, I was working on it today, work on it every day and uh, you know, we're making progress. So. Wow. It's going to be good. Yeah. You know, as Kim Kardashian said, get your ass up and work. And and you really are. Um, guys, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. So subscribe to Survivor Michigan on YouTube, as well as follow them on Twitter and Instagram. Everybody there is doing a great job. Um, guys, I can't wait to watch this season. We will eventually be covering it. And if you are voted out, if you maybe win, you can still come do a live podcast with us. Uh, we're going to have lots of, it's not just me covering Survivor Michigan this season. I'm so excited. Um, but also stay tuned for like our cast assessment, all that things. Uh, and guys, is there anything you want people to follow? Like, please plug away. But I, I don't know. Some not everybody is looking for followers on the internet all the time. But Sam, where can people follow you and, and keep your torch lit? I mean, you can follow me on Twitter or on uh, Instagram, whatever you want, at Sam Morris or at Mamsaurus. I don't know. It's one of those. Or Cape Your Torchlet Podcast. So it would be KYTL Podcast. Um, you know, like, like you are saying, too, about the rewatch. Like, there's, I've, I know that there's some people out there that are Survivor Michigan fans, but you have not seen all four seasons. There's so much good seasons out there. If you've liked one of the seasons, watch one you haven't seen yet, guaranteed. You will love it. It'll be great. Um, so you, you know, you know what? It make me even happier than following me on Instagram or Twitter. Watch the Survivor Michigan episode, and it'll be great. Do that. But also follow Keep Your Torso Podcast. And you know, Will, do you want anyone to follow you? Uh, well, I'm mostly off the grid, but I do appreciate handwritten <laughs> letters. So you can okay. DM me for my mailing address. Uh, or you can follow me uh, on my YouTube page where I have a Let's Play series on Crash Bandicoot 2, and I post videos of my Victrola. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, though, William? Tell us. What is it? Oh, my YouTube? It's uh, William Benz. Okay. All right. Like Sounds my name. <laughs> we'll, we'll tune in. And, and Ian, I mean, is there anything else besides just watch um, all your hard work? I mean, you can follow me on, on Twitter if you want to get all of the same stuff you see on the Survivor Michigan Twitter, but just retweeted by me. <laughs> That's pretty much my entire Twitter is just me retweeting Survivor Michigan stuff yes, it is. and occasionally liking Michigan football or Star Wars related posts. So if any of that content interests you, that's what you can find on my Twitter. <laughs> but like Sam, you know, what would really make me happy is if you just rewatch Survivor Michigan or even better, tell a friend about it who hasn't seen it and convince them to watch all four seasons with you because you know, you want them to be as excited for all stars as you are. So yes, uh, you do. can join. I think most of us are in. So if you join the survivor subreddit discord, there is some college survivor sections. We are always in there chit chatting about survivors. So when you start your Michigan journey, jump in and everybody will want to talk to you about it all over again. Guys, Ian, Sam, and Will, thank you so much for being here with me. Kirk will be back for the finale. I don't know who's joining him, but it's going to be so much fun. Uh, is the finale next episode or is it two episodes? I don't even know. I hate Survivor. I hate that they cram six six votes yeah, into one episode. I really uh, hope it's not the next yeah. episode. Oh, I think he's it, still hoping for a final two. I wonder what the odds are. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's Romeo's chance to win. He could be. You hold on hope, Will. <laughs> I'm hoping. I think there are two more episodes. All right, we'll see. I think guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Listen to Live Reality Games, the podcast on YouTube, or check us out on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, we'll be there. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks, Sam.